to the Dauntless Grace Exchange. This is Deidre. And I'm Megan, and I don't have a fancy schmancy title to throw at you guys today because we have spent the last few weeks talking about like conflict and then anxiety and all of those can start to really bring you down. So I thought, what if today we talked about some practical things to help us, I don't know, grow, be better people, not be weighed down by conflict and anxiety. So we can call these growth steps. That's not very exciting. Stick with us. We promise it'll get better. (laughs) I feel like the other ones, we gave some practical tools to, you know, grow in those, but I get it. Like the, the title just, nobody wants to listen to something talking about conflict or anxiety. That's no fun. Well, some people wanted to listen to it because we're getting listeners. So somebody's listening to them. Yay. Well, (laughs) We, um, some of us like me balk at words like self-care, so we don't want to call it that, but we, there are things that we can do to help us be better people and to deal with stress better and to deal with all of the things that come at us in that regular course of the day. So yeah, let's do it. You should go on a little soapbox about self-care because I think the way you just sort of define that, like being a better person and finding ways to deal with our stress levels. That actually is self-care, unlike what the world tells us is self-care. So, but you do it. You go off on the soapbox. Yeah. Well, um, I think that you can't give if you're depleted. So I understand that concept. Like what do you have to do to make sure your tank is full so that you can be the person like as mothers so that we can do what we need to do for our kids as work or, you know, to take time to rest so that when you show up at work, you're your best self or in any relationship. So I don't disagree with that. I just think that what self-care looks like for different people is different. Um, Going out and communing with nature is not going to replenish me, (laughs) you know, um, doing something like for you, you always joke. Cause you're like, like for me, it's like, stop cleaning and just sit down. You're like, well, that's kind of not so hard for me to do. And so that's not really what you need when you're needing to be replenished. You actually need more social interaction probably. Right. And I'm like ready to retreat from social interaction. Cause that's where I've given out. And so we all have something different that would be what we would identify as self-care. And I think the, the goal is that the more we connect back with the Lord in any place, and understand that um, we're not just living from a place of scarcity, but that we can withdraw, refuel, you know, be and re-engage. Like the purpose is to yeah. re-engage. It's not to just be like, you've worked hard today, Deidre. You deserve this bubble bath. You know, I don't know if that's just enough in and of itself. Although little rewards are good. So maybe my soapbox just could go on and on. Well, like that's unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I just lost my thought. Oh, so, okay. We're going to base this conversation off of Enneagram numbers, um, mostly because that's what we know. But I think it's important to like what you just pointed out, like you sometimes need to recharge by being alone. I need to recharge by being with people. Well, that's not necessarily based on our Enneagram numbers. That's based on the fact that you're more introverted and I'm more extroverted. So we want to like kind of throw the caveat out there that we're basing this on Enneagram numbers, but you really need to know like your own energy level, your own personality, uh, the situation and circumstances that you need recharging from or for, you know, um, getting energy for a task looks different than getting energy for uh, a, a fun night or uh, for parenting or whatever. So when we talk about like self-care, I would say it's important to just know yourself, um, whether or not you know your Enneagram number. But when we're talking specifically about Enneagram numbers, there's really two ways that we can take care of ourselves and know ourselves better. And one of those is by pulling up our repressed center of intelligence. 
So for all of us, we have thinking, feeling, and doing, but we use one significantly less than the other two. So by pulling up that repressed center, that can really give us like new tools and ways to move forward through, I don't know, stressful situations, through conflict, through anxiety, those things. The other way is knowing our stress number and how to choose like healthy behaviors and patterns of our stress numbers. So that's kind of where I want to focus this. If we're talking self-care, growth path, whatever, that's kind of where I want to focus this conversation. Yeah, I think that's good because um, I think that kind of goes back to like, for me, getting things done is not um, what I need to continue doing to take care of myself. That's just my go-to. Yeah. But um, being able to uh, pull up my repressed center of thinking and verbally process and do some productive thinking actually helps me feel re-energized and re-engaged. And sometimes that means being alone and sometimes that means some quality time where I can do that with someone I trust. Right. Um, also just a note of what you were saying, different seasons of life require different things too. Like when you work in your basement, um, remotely 40 hours a week, like, who does that? (laughs) but you need, but for you, like, that's part of the reason you need to be around people to re engage because you haven't been around them all week. You know, um, maybe moms of littles don't necessarily, maybe they just need alone time because they can't even go to the bathroom without somebody in the room with them. Or maybe they just need adult conversation and need to get away from the kids for a while, you know? So I think some of those things are like, um, seasonal and occupational and all of that. Right. Well, since you're talking about you and cause I always start with ones, I'm sorry, nines, but, um, chronology is important to me. Um, <laughs> since we're talking about ones, pulling up your repressed center. I sort of want you to tell this story. I don't think you're going to, and I'm putting you on the spot to tell it, but one of the things, um, Enneagram teacher Suzanne Stabile talks about is like dumping all your thoughts on a morning page So that like, if you wake up in the morning, you write all your thoughts down on a piece of paper and then you just throw it away, which is hilarious because I actually said that on my Instagram and this one commented and they were like, oh, the thought of throwing away that paper, like that stresses me out. (laughs) But you kind of have a funny story. Well, first of all, you've never done this in your life, right? No, I generally make (laughs) lists early in the morning if I wake up with a lot of things I need to do, but that's more like, so I don't forget all of the things I need to remember to do. And I definitely don't throw that away. That would stress me out. But like just journaling to get my thoughts out there, it's a great idea. I think I'm better at it verbally though. Yeah. Well, it takes less time. You don't want to waste your time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to start my morning off already behind on the day. (laughs) Okay. So you want me to close I don't even want to say these two words together because it's embarrassing. We might get marked (laughs) explicit for this. Just kidding. Um, so we were at a women's uh, ministry conference and we were going to do an Enneagram workshop. So we were talking to a few ladies about that. There was a uh, like 20 year, she's probably 23 year old that was with us from our company that was there. And she's like, um, shout out to Natty, Natty, Natty Hepburn. And um, so she was listening while we were talking and, and I was saying, oh, are you a one to one of the other ladies? You know, Suzanne Stabile recommends that we do, like, we take a morning dump or something like that. <laughs> Everyone died. I didn't even realize what I was saying. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I meant, like, dump your words on a page each morning. And, well, Natty would not let me forget that. And she will still post things on my Facebook wall for the whole world to see about my morning dumps. And that is just ridiculously embarrassing to me. I don't even want to oh. say it on this. 
That's awesome. I'm kind of proud of you for saying it. I wasn't sure if I would get you to. I thought you were going to like totally pass over that one. This is like something I know one of my brothers that would voluntarily say this often in front of people just to get a reaction. And I just kind of cringe that it, it even came out of my mouth. I hope one of your brothers is listening to this and we'll start bringing it up in just everyday conversation with you. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, okay. So that, yeah, don't do a morning dump necessarily, but dump your thoughts on pages in the mornings. Um, which Deidre says, waste your time. So don't do that. Instead, you have found it more effective um, to just verbally process, especially when you feel stuck. And I think you've told me before that sometimes having too many decisions to make all at once or too many choices within a decision is what makes you feel stuck sometimes because you don't want to research. You want your gut to just know the right answer. And if there's too many choices presented, you can feel stuck. And that's when it really helps you to verbally process, right? Yes. Um, also, I instinctively just kind of know how to pr- uh, prioritize what needs to be done in the most efficient manner so that the most things can get done in a day. But every once in a while, something will happen that throws a kink in that. And it's like, okay, we have five kids that need to be somewhere and three cars are broken and two. And then, but if I get, and all of a sudden I can't just instinctively know like what order to do it in, I get just kind of in this really weird stuck rut place. And I know even when I was just planning travel for work this fall, um, I had to start like right keeping a word document that I could copy and paste and move around because you would put like feelers out and then you'd have to wait. So now you've already promised a date to three people, but somebody else came back with something on top of that. And then, it, and then did I already book the car? Did I not? And it, you would think that I would just come up with these great systems because I'm a one, but I don't know like how to create systems sometimes when I suddenly have too much data, it's like feels overwhelming. So I have found weird ways to like organize my thoughts on paper or verbally. That's why when you and I work together, writing to work on Monday mornings was really good for me because I could just go on a rant for 30 minutes about my weekend and all the things. And then I felt like ready to take on the day, you know? And when you're not there, the Lord just hears from me a lot more. I just dump it all out to him. That's probably actually a better option for you, I would guess. (laughs) Um, But that is another thing just for ones that inner critic can be so strong in your own head that sometimes it's hard to get up your productive thoughts because you're just fighting your inner critic all the time. So finding a way to worship can sometimes silence that inner critic for you. And it, it just gives your soul a little chance to rest. Yeah. Cause what I'm hearing in my head is you're so stupid. This is simple. Why can't you just figure this out? You know, this isn't really that hard either. Just, just make a decision, you know, and I'm just not an indecisive person by nature. So when that does happen, I have to figure out a way to like jumpstart myself over that little weird hump that I got stuck in, in my unproductive thinking. Yeah. So the other thing you can do is choose healthy behaviors of a four which four is your stress line. So that would be a growth step for you. Um, So I know this one doesn't necessarily apply to you, but I'm a four and it doesn't apply to me either. But apparently fours enjoy communing with nature. And I know you're like, yeah, that doesn't do anything for you. But for another one who does enjoy nature a little bit more, just finding those places, um, working on something creative. Well, here's the two places. There's the two places I could see. Um, Getting in a pool and floating or even just swimming laps just helps me like, cause I'm out there, but I'm not sweating. So that's really important. Or there's certain mornings and evenings where the temperature's in that like seven degree window that I like, <laughs> like between 65 and 72. That's about it. <laughs> I could go colder too, but I'm just saying like to just really enjoy being the breeze and the sunshine and the clouds and taking a walk, like there's a really small window. So there's only a few days out of the year that that is actually helpful to me versus me just being cranky that I'm sweating while I'm walking. So 
unless you're just in water of any kind. Like when we'll be in Colorado in November, hopefully it'll be cold and we'll be in hot tubs outside. That'll yes. be awesome. I can enjoy nature from that. <laughs> same, same. I feel like we've taken a long time on ones. I'm sorry. I have a lot to say about myself, apparently. <laughs> That's okay because I mean, twos are also thinking oppressed. And so a lot of the things like verbally processing for a two is just as important as it is for a one, especially because twos sometimes can't get past like, what do other people think about what I'm thinking about? Well, they're probably not thinking anything about what they're thinking about, but um, being able to verbally process that and disconnect the thought of what the problem is versus how other people might perceive the problem. Yes. And to be able to like vocalize that to somebody or verbalize that so that someone else can untangle that for them. Um, But for a but for a two, like their stress line is eight. So those healthy boundary or healthy behaviors can look like setting really good boundaries, um, taking, like making a decision and being firm in their decision. Yeah. Um, taking steps towards a goal, picking a goal, moving forward, things like that. Especially if that goal is about, if they can identify something they want to do, not what somebody else needs from them. That's good. Um, I think that could be really healthy then. So they've set the goal that this is important to me. So there's a boundary I'm putting around my time and my energy toward this. And I'm going to take some steps to productively do that. Yeah. I also think it would just be valuable for two to get by themselves and figure out who am I when I'm all alone and no one else needs me right now. Yes. Which segues really well into a three because they're kind of the same thing for a different reason. Yeah. Um, Being alone can be scary, but it can reveal a lot, you know? Yeah. One of the things I have for a three to grow because their stress line is nine is to kind of explore their feelings a little bit and then be okay just sitting with their feelings, just resting there in Mm -hmm. kind of a nine space of stillness. Yeah. And that pulls up their repressed center because they're one of those anomalies where same uh, on top and bottom, right? Feeling dominant and feeling repressed. So they feel the feelings really easily, but then how to kind of withdraw a little bit and sit with them to process them and not just pack them away for another day. I think those really strong. I actually was just talking to one of my girls today that was crying about some things going on in her life. And I said, don't do anything with this today. Just be okay with the longing exposed with the emotion out there and don't try to take a, an action step based on how you feel. Just kind of sit with that for the day and it's okay that it's messy and it's okay that it's exposed and raw, you know? So we'll see if she follows that advice. I know it's easier to say than do. That's good. So choosing to slow down. Um, uh, well, another thing for threes, I think they're really good with being independent. They can rely on themselves. They, are naturally pretty good at whatever they're doing. So figuring out a way to like serve someone else's vision or Mm -hmm. collaborate with someone is also a really big growth step for a three. That's good. All right. It's your turn four. Let's fours. We always have a lot to say about ones and fours. Cause I was like, Ooh, I will take a bubble bath and then I will watch Netflix. And I'm like, no, I do those things when people are around and my kids are, do need me. And when there are tasks to accomplish, like I'm fine with just pausing all of that and going to do what I want. So (laughs) I don't really need that to grow. (laughs) (laughs) What I need is to pull up my repress center, which is doing. So, um, establishing a daily routine, those darn alarm clocks. I do. I actually have reminders that go off all day long on my phone now just to pray. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it might take me five seconds just to be like, 
Lord, make me more like you in this moment or remind me what's most important right now. Yeah. Just because I might be in the middle of a call or recording a podcast or whatever it is, but just looking at it and going, okay, just let me like set my focus back where it is. So anything that's like can structure me a little bit or bring my focus back, I think is a big growth step for me. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, but in terms of like, okay, I have this much to do. So if I can break it into smaller chunks, that's a big thing for me. And then I can like do little rewards along the way, which I totally do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all of that is kind of bringing up the doing your press center. And then, like- and so that comes along with the sharing a line with a one, because you're more in your one space when you start doing. Yeah, that naturally is a growth step, but my stress line of a two is where I would tend to go. So if I can choose those healthier behaviors of like um, serving someone else, giving of myself Mm -hmm. when I don't necessarily think I have anything to give, that's even a big growth step for me. That doesn't always feel like self-care, but it actually is because it's what pulls my head out of my own problems, you know, and focusing on somebody else. The prayer alarm though, probably helps you with that too, because it, it shifts your perspective. Yeah. You know, I think anytime we pray, worship, we're getting a a different perspective than kind of where our head wants to get stuck in whatever's happening internally or in our world where our head's down and we just uh, can see it from his perspective for a minute and how vast he is, how much he has to offer us. And like, we can tap into that different eternal kind of moment. So that's probably part of that moving toward a healthier two space too. You're not serving the Lord by doing something for him, but you're shifting your perspective up. Well, it's interesting because I had alarms going off three times a day for that. And then I had just recently added a fourth and then I earmarked two of them, one for a little boy in our church and one for a girl, um, a woman we know that's fighting cancer. Mm. And I just put their names next to those two times every single day. And I don't, I'm not spending a full hour on my knees in prayer for those people. Right. But when I say I'm praying continuously, I mean, every single day, a reminder comes to my phone to lift this person up to the Lord and just be like, God, so just like be with Kelly right now, whatever news she's getting, be with her. Yeah. And I think that it is, it's a perspective shift, not just that it's bigger than me, but that there's someone else I can focus on at the moment too. Yeah, definitely. I love that. It makes it easier when everyone's like, I'm praying for you. I can be like, I actually am. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's five, it might be five seconds today. It might be 15 minutes, but it's every day that, that that's coming across my phone. So, that's awesome. Anyway. That is not something that I've ever been good at in the past. But finding a, um, I think it's a growth step to find something to assist us in the areas that we're not so great at. Like for me, I'm I'm recognizing where I don't do well. And so what do I need? I need to verbally process. So that becomes a crutch, but that's okay. Like we're not, you know, so your crutch is okay. I'm not going to naturally be structured. So how can I help myself structure myself in a way that, you know, gets me over that hump? So yeah. Well, fives are also doing repressed um, in a different way. They tend to get stuck making plans and researching and getting in those like, oh, I'm going to do this. And so I need to know everything about it first and then never actually executing whatever they're planning. Right. Um, and so a way for them to pull up their their uh, doing center is basically to um, just start crossing items off a list. Just if, if they're going to do the same thing I do, like where they take something big and break it into little chunks, make those actual task items and not like research-based items, I guess that's is what good. I would say, and start just um, crossing them off that way. Yeah, that's good. Pulls that repress center up. And they share a line with what for stress? Is it seven? Their stress line, it goes to seven. Yeah. So that can be like 
choosing a new adventure, which is sometimes hard for a five to do. But like valuing the energy and time that's going to be giving to that because mm-hmm. it will make you healthier in this other space. So sometimes the reason they may not go to that seven space is because, well, it just would take too much energy or time or require too much, but little ways that you can do that every day, just to let yourself expend energy in a way that makes you less frenetic over in your five space, you know, give yourself permission that that is time well spent. Like if you can shift your focus, that is energy that will make a deposit back into me and not just be withdrawn from me. If that, I don't know if that can help that. No, I think that's good. And I think I would add to that, um, maybe not just in like a new, something new, but also just in a, like a close relationship, making Mm -hmm. space to pour in to a close relationship where sometimes fives can tend to withdraw and not want to reach out, not want to burden other people. But if they can see that that's actually depositing back into themselves too, I think that would be helpful. Yeah, that's good. Sixes. Sixes are both thinking dominant and thinking repressed. And they are thinking dominant because they are really good at like planning for the future, planning worse, um, managing for worst case scenarios. We talked a lot about that on the anxiety episode, but they are thinking repressed because they can tend to get stuck in those anxious thoughts and stuck in the worst case scenarios and not really productively think through things. So what you got for that one? Well, I don't know if um, verbally processing, it helps with ones and twos. So maybe the same type of things with sixes, especially in the areas that you don't know how to prepare for. So we did talk about that in the anxiety episode, like they can read statistics and research and, and best, you know, ways to mitigate this, this, and this, but what about uh, like a social anxiety or a relational um, thing? So I think that finding someone that they can trust and actually really let their guard down a little bit and processing those kinds of fears out loud and recognizing that the worst case scenario is actually not as bad as they've made it. That's good. So that, that would probably be my first, but they have to decide that people can be trusted, I guess, to go there. Right. And someone they trust who can say like, what is the story you're telling yourself? Like we're yeah. using that sentence a lot. What is the story you're telling yourself? And is it true? Mm-hmm. So uh, recognizing their own self-doubt or having someone else kind of recognize their, what their self-doubt is. Yeah. yeah. Um, they also share a line with threes. They can go to three in stress. So that can sometimes look like frenetic energy and, you know, doing all of the things, but maybe not doing a lot of things well. So sometimes there's just, they, um, if they already deal with self-doubt and then they like start not doing things well in stress, I think there's just a lot of room there for grace, but they have to start recognizing there's grace for the past. There's grace for the present. There's grace enough to get through whatever this is. Um, and then maybe channeling that energy into something that's more like, um, a healthy physical activity, something like that, you know, because if they're yeah. going to have the energy in that space, maybe they use it in a way that's, um, healthier in the three space. Yeah. I think that's good. Sevens. Sevens. Tell me what you have written for them. (laughs) All right. Um, Sevens share line with one. They go to one in stress and they are feeling repressed. And I think we've talked about it before, but they're feeling repressed because they don't like uncomfortable emotions So uh, sitting with uncomfortable emotions, slowing down in general are good self-care activities for sevens. Also, Uh, they would be a good example of 
they don't need to take care of themselves by going and doing another vacation or something fun because they are already doing those things. What would actually take care of them is to go to that one line on purpose. That would be the growth path, right? And and decide that today I'm going to knock out these things. May not be fun, but it's gonna it's going to benefit me to have these things done, and my life will have more order to it and more structure to it, and in the long run, give me more freedom to do the things that I really want to get done. Yeah, Tevins have they like to start new things and they don't love finishing things. So being able to prioritize finishing jobs, uh, tasking through to check something off and put it away and be done with it, then that is going to give that is going to feed a seven to be done with it. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So that's where I think that's why we were like self-care, but like some numbers don't need a reason to go have fun. They're going to do that anyway. You know, like for me, I'm exactly the opposite. I share as a one share line with seven and it's, um, I have to tell myself it's okay to schedule something that will not be productive Mm -hmm. because in my mind that feels like a waste of time and has no value to me. But the reality is when I do that, it recharges me and I'm actually more productive than when I come back to it later, you know? So are we all like, do they, does society just think that all women are ones and who need to stop and recharge like that in that way? Is that why we tend to like, you are describing for what you need as kind of the stereotypical, what they say, all, all working people need, all moms need, all women need. Well, it may just be an American thing too, because I think just in general, I mean, you, you're a four and you say you're not doing dominant, but you still work full time, have two kids, run a ministry, read a thousand books a year, write stuff like, well, whatever. (laughs) So hyperbole, Megan, it's what four is like, but I'm saying that's even as a four who's doing repressed, you live in this American culture where there's just always all these opportunities and all these things. And so maybe a little bit of just unplugging from the rat race as part of what we all need just in different ways. Yeah, that's good. I think it's important to say that. Um, Eights. Eights are also doing, I mean, feeling repressed because they don't like any feelings that kind of slow them down. They just always want to be moving forward. So talk about a rat race. They like it because that's what gives them energy is to continue to move forward and to charge forward. But pulling up that repressed center is really what's going to make them grow. Yeah. So empathizing with someone else, tapping into their, you know, that two line that they have of like compassion and nurturing, asking others for their opinions and thoughts before just charging forward. I think all of that kind of slows them down a little bit and makes them grow in healthy ways. And then that um, leads into, um, <clears throat> well, they, they're going to naturally go to two then when they start doing that, which is their security line. Mm-hmm. But it's the five space that I think slows them down, right? And so how can they yeah. go there intentionally rather than just in stress kind of spiraling by retreating? So maybe researching possible outcomes before making a final decision. Yes. You know, pausing before they slow down. Th- things that are really intentional in order to take care of themselves before they get caught up in the whirlwind of what they really want to do next and move forward. Yeah, I think so. Because otherwise they're charging ahead what they're doing and then they get a blockade. Somehow it's probably relational more than task, but that makes them then retreat to gear up and that's where they go in five. And that's a different type of energy to have to go there because you have to come back out, you know, with more information to win versus Mm -hmm. making a choice to go there before you taste the defeat. I don't know. I'm probably putting too much warrior language to this, but they are, they're combative. It's okay. 
oh, somebody's going to fight us on all of these episodes and say we're misrepresenting AIDS. I promise that. (laughs) We love some of these things about all of our types. All of us have our negative and positives that come from the same place. I personally really like AIDS. I've had really good interactions with a lot of them. So Yeah. All right. Nine. Sorry, we always save you for the last. We should start saving sevens for the last so that they stay and listen to the end. Um, Nines. They are both doing dominant and doing repressed, which is probably the most complicated of all of those anchors to explain. But it's like they know what should be done. They just it never occurs to them that they should be the ones to do something. So that's where you need to they have to work on pulling up that doing oppression is more about owning their own value, I would say. Yeah. and. While that may not translate into everyday activities, I think it's really important for them to find their space that they can, well, you know, they go to three then, right? Insecurity. So find a space where you feel like you do have value in this space and you pull up that repress center on purpose because this is where you want to engage in doing. But then when they kind of earn stress and want to go over to self-doubt or whatever, understand that others can speak value into you if you can go toward that. instead of retreating in self-doubt, move forward in community, like take the high side of that number and say, I need, and and be willing to take the risk to say, I need you to speak value into me right now because I'm just burying myself in withdrawal and I don't want to do that. So I'm going to show up here on purpose into this space where there's some loyal friends that can help me. That's good. Easier said than done probably. Oh, for, I think for sure, if their instinct is to withdraw, then surrounding themselves with community in the most stressful times, I think is difficult. But I think you're right that it's what's going to pull them out of that that feeling stuck and that indecision. So maybe even just making a difficult decision, just making it and being done with it, that's something that can really help a nine move forward and take care of themselves there. Yeah, that's good. Um, prioritizing or letting someone else prioritize them, maybe, if that's the crutch they need. Well, and that's because nines are going to tend to be a really stubborn number. So them being willing to say, I need help in this area is the same as you setting an alarm to pray to remember, right? Like we all need some kind of crutch. So that's not specific to them that they need one. We all need one, some kind. And if they can be honest and aware of what they need, then yeah, I need people and community around me to help me prioritize this day because I just can't wrap my mind around where to even start. That's good. And I think, I mean, this was kind of a mishmash of self-care and growth and pulling up our repressed centers and taking care of ourselves and stress and all of these things. But what it always comes down to, I mean, that we've been preaching for, I don't know, six years now is that you can't really do any of this alone, right? Because it, it takes a community around you. Even if what you need to do is recharge alone, you still need a community around you that's supporting that effort and, you know, helping you be aware of what your own triggers are that puts you in that spot. Yeah. Uh, but also just what you said last week and probably the week before that, and maybe the week before that about <laughs> living in surrender, you yeah. know, if we're just self-protecting all the time and guarding our own time and our own energy and our own resources, and then, then why are we here? What are we living for? Yeah. Yeah. So self-care is about doing what you need to grow in your own awareness and recharging yourself so that you can give out wholeheartedly versus Mm -hmm. out of scarcity. And it comes back then just just holding your hand really open, right? Is your wholeheartedly word a shout out to Brene Brown? Well, I didn't I didn't want to get another tick mark on my (laughs) podcast, but yes, I might have 
channeled Brene right there. All right. So it's like seven in a row, guys, for anyone keeping track. (laughs) We love some Brene. (laughs) And that wraps up another episode of the Dauntless Grace Exchange. You can follow us on social media to stay connected. We're on Instagram at Dauntless Grace Ministries, and our Facebook page is Dauntless Grace. And you can join the conversation in our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash team DGM. For more about the Enneagram, visit our website at dauntlessgrace.org. For information and pricing about individual coaching sessions, and we even offer virtual and in-person staff training opportunities for your organization. You can also follow me on Instagram at Enneagram Megan. And be sure to check out our website for more information about today's podcast at dauntlessgrace.org. And while you're there, check out our retreat for this November 2021 in Colorado. We have registration live and we would love to see you there.